every Green Diva needs a sidekick. At the Green Divas radio show, they're called Green Dudes. Time now for a deeper shade of green from a guy's perspective. Well, I haven't talked to this awesome green dude in a while. John St. Augustine is a radio personality that we admire a great deal, among other things. He is the um, the creator and executive producer of Earth Matters. Yes, the very Earth Matters with Bill Curtis, the voice that you hear on our show every week with great information and insight. He's also the creator and host of Life Matters, which is heard on CBS's Play.it. Hi, John. Hey, it's so good to be back with you, and I just admire the heck out of what you do there, so it's all good, and I and I... I think that obviously I'm in a, I have a pension for things that matter. Life matters, earth matters, they're all kind of connected. So it all matters. Boring, yes, but and predictable maybe, but uh, always keeps me hopping. I love it. So you had some kind of rant you thought we would get into this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, here's the thing. So the older I get, the really, especially being in talk radio 20 years, I've heard it all or said it all, and so I don't really – I'm not concerned anymore about whether I kind of tiptoe around the edges of things. I'm running out of time. We all are in some way, shape, or form. Right. And I was, and I, and I really try to stay away from anything political because I find zero change there. Yeah. And if it is, does come, it's very slow. So I'm more about personal change and 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 being responsive rather than reactive. But even I, when I get zen-like as I can. <laughs> Something will come along and torque my bolts, and I just I can't help myself. So I, I noticed a couple of things, Mike. <laughs> One is that um, through all this uh, gnashing of teeth as we get ready for the big election in November, right. uh, I've heard nothing about the environment. Nothing. No. Nothing. Everything is about who said what, who did what to the neighbor's cat, and all the usual antics. And I, I said before, <laughs> you know, every four years the circus comes to town, the clowns just get sillier and bigger and louder and, and, and more ridiculous unfortunately, every four years. And somewhere in the middle of all this, we're supposed to figure out America, right? Or the world. Yeah, right. So it gets very difficult. So uh, the number one thing is that I'm hearing nothing about the planet. And the second thing is, when I do hear something click through, it's usually from a a group of people that still insist, still insist that there's no way that the Lilliputian humans could ever do anything to the planet because it's been around 4.65 billion years. And ruin it because it's the planet, and we'd be arrogant to think we can do damage to it. And to that, I say a word that you won't use on the air. <laughs> and I would on my other show, but I won't do it on yours. And here's so here's the thing with those two pieces. Um, you can go on Google this up the wazoo. You can do the eight most worst man-made disasters, the thirteen human-caused environmental disasters, twenty-five hundred. From Exxon Valdez to Love Canal, you name it, it's all there. It's, it's there. And what's happened to us, I think, as a species, when all this rhetoric starts flying around, is we lose our memory and we replace it with a forgettery. Yeah. And we forget. Well, we forget all these things, and, and then when it all kind of dies back down again, we go, oh, all these problems are still here. So what I, I really make every attempt to do with Earth Matters is to come up with information that can lead to transformation, but the transformation is not going to come from Congress because that's not going to happen. And if the president has some ideas to get things done, he's got to use executive orders, and that takes a long time. So all of this stuff, what I I attempt to do to get information to people that you you 
have on your show that we air uh, and that Bill does the voiceover for is to get to people and say, you need to start looking at it this way, or maybe we can look at it this way. And then when you do that and you remind people of what we've you know, forgotten and you shake their memory a little bit, you go, oh, yeah, I remember I was around when the, when the river was on fire. The Cuyahoga River was not fire in Ohio. Right, right. Oh, yeah, I remember when the Exxon Valdez ran aground and the reason it spilled all that oil is because they were too cheap to buy double-held tankers. Right. And you start coming down a list of things we've already done. And so to me, if I was a trial attorney, and maybe I should have been, yeah. but if I was a trial attorney, <laughs> I would say, look at this overwhelming evidence that humans, even though it's not always intentional, but some of the time it is for greed, we have an impact on the planet all the time. And the cumulative, the cumulative effect of all those things makes other things happen. It's a ripple effect. So I was using the analogy the other day about being in fifth grade class, fifth grade science class, and we had a terrarium in there. Oh, yeah. I and remember you, that. You remember you had a little lizard, yeah. the salamander, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Fun thing, you know, and, and then each row each week gets to take care of the terrarium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I remember when it was our row's turn to take care of the terrarium, I think the salamander had died. <laughs> and the reason the salamander had died is because the row before us, the week before, didn't do what they were supposed to do to clean it. Yeah. And it died. And so basically the terrarium is a biosphere. Everything that's contained in the terrarium, the, the salamander, the water, the sand, the plants, it's a little all that has microcosm. to be in order. Yeah, it's a little What's microcosm. That? It's a little microcosm, sure. right? That all has to be in order or it doesn't work. So we think, and that's not the people who listen to your show, obviously the people that, that you know are thinking, but there's this misconception that somehow, well, it's so big we can't break it. Wrong. Well, the same rules apply to the terrarium in fifth grade science class to the biosphere we live in as a planet. It's just a bigger terrarium, so it well, takes more to get it done. So I look at these things. And I stand back and I kind of watch it and I think, man, we are, it's our Achilles heel, this denial thing. Yeah. And so many of us, am I ranting enough for you? Because I'm getting Yeah, no, no, this is good. And it's like the denial lane, just the river in Egypt kind of thing. Well, sure. And, you know, you know, there's, there's a, a, there has been a a bit of a change when it comes to the religious posture of maybe we need to take care of the planet more. The Pope Francis done a great job, you know, standing up to that and, and putting that out there. But you're trying to offset, you know, uh, 2,000 years of uh, subdue the planet and, right. and uh, give, you're given dominion over everything, and you can't give dominion to people who don't know how to stop at a stop sign <laughs> and admit it, that they roll through <laughs> it. It just doesn't work. Well, so yeah. It's an op- it's, yeah. Now, here's my, here's my thought on, on, on the rand. Here's my two cents for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. And that is that, you know, we're not going to probably – kill the planet i mean we're met we're, me- we're messing up the resources that we need to survive Correct. on this planet yeah. the planet yeah, be- the planet will shake us off and say Correct. damn good glad we got rid of those little nasty humans yeah. now we can you know that little infestation of humans and and the earth will heal herself i don't know about you but you look at a road that or a parking lot that's been abandoned for even a year and you see, yeah, you know, all these these weeds busting through and you think, wow. I mean, you know, you see that in two years, five years, ten years. And, you know, Mama Nature takes it back. Correct. And, uh, you know, what we're doing, however, is spoiling 
the resources that we need right. to survive here, and it's the humans that are going to go, probably not the Earth. I agree with you, and that was kind of the, the last part of all this. Is we're the we're the salamander. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and and we can't even see it. You know, the salamander didn't know he was going because you know, right? Salamander didn't know, and we know <laughs> on some level that this is not good, and yet we kind of still do it anyway. So that's the last part of this whole thing is that we the, the absurdity that somehow we could break the planet is what's preventing us from keeping it clean enough to survive as a species. Every, we've only been around about 250,000 years in our present form, give or take, and depends who you talk to. And much like we think we're going to live forever because we're not in the obituary page today, we assume that because we're here now, we'll always be here. And then you look back and get out of our forgettery and get into our memory and go, oh, you mean the dinosaurs ruled for, you know, 400 billion years? You look at all these things and you realize it's just a cycle that we're in, that we're the quote, dominant species at this time, but you're 100% correct. And that's the thing that I have such a difficult time with. These are very basic, simple um, truths. Yeah. You don't even have to agree with them. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, it's and pretty When I was in class, nobody, the, the salamander was dead. Yeah. Nobody thought, <laughs> oh, well, poor know, Sally. Sure? Poor yeah, Sally poor the salamander. salamander. So, you know, the basics of this is I go along, I see less and less is going to come from above, and it's going to have to come from within. And that each of us, in some way, shape, or form, can do something somewhere. Even little stuff in your backyard. You know, if we start looking at this little plot of land here in Chicago, uh, you know, our front yard is everything. Oh, you know, we'll spend a fortune making it look right. (laughs) And you realize what it costs to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then how other ways that you can do it. I know you all do shows on, you know, using uh, non-toxic fertilizers and things like that. So. You can do something. And yeah, you may not be able to change the entire climate tomorrow, but you can do something where you live to not contribute to it. And I think that's where people get stuck. And there is no doubt that if everybody does something, you know, and and, and pays a little bit more attention that those, you know, the accumulation, uh, the cumulative effect of all those actions does begin to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've... Proven that when again, I write, again. When I, yeah, when I write The Earth Matters, I, I, and I think I said it on the air the other day, it's depressing. Yeah. However, however, I always have one out of the bunch of five or ten, whatever I'm doing, two to, one or two of those, that I try to find something that's working. And I was, I, was, I was heartened to see a couple things that, you know, countries that really can't get along on a lot of things, like the United States and China, you know, in, in Paris, they've agreed to do something. They, there, yeah. are, there are actions being taken. Is it too late? I have no idea. But it is good to see things, steps being taken as much as other people push against it. Well, but the best one for me was in the rainforest in South Africa, uh, through awareness, uh, uh, campaigning, whatever, uh, palm oil, which is a huge export for them, Mm. they've decided to create it synthetically, which has almost all the same properties of palm oil, because they've basically forested all the palm oil, you know, they've eradicated it. So in order to replenish it, they have to stop what they're doing. In like 40 years, they wiped out 90% of what they had to use because the demand was so high. So now they're figuring out ways to do it synthetically. They stopped chopping down the rainforest in certain places, and they're going to let it come back naturally. Now, should have done it 20 years ago, didn't, but at least it's changing now. Yeah, exactly. Well, there are – we do try to – we present problems all the time, you know, environmental and – sustainability problems all the time and challenges, but we always try to 
back that up with an action or something you can right. do or a solution. Right. Otherwise, you're just whining. Yeah, well, there is such a thing as climate depression, and that, of course, will be another sure. another uh, rant for us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, Perfect. J- John, it's so good to talk to you, and I love your rants. Keep ranting. And how can people find out more about your your other shows? Well, the best way to do it, you know, connecting with me on Facebook's the easiest because everybody and their brother and their sister apparently is on there. <laughs> and uh, they could do it there or johnstaugustine.com. All the information that you need to know is there. Uh, but if you go to play.it and you just look up my show, Life Matters, it's there as well. Great. Thank you so much, John. You're welcome. Thanks, Meg. Want more information on this Green Dude segment and other ideas for low-stress green living? Go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com.